to tell the truth, this is the most common mistake in the uh, area because owners connect one SDK at network to their app and they expect the big revenue increase. Welcome to Optica Talks podcast. In each episode, we discuss hot topics of mobile app market with renowned experts. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Aptica Talks podcast. Today I have a terrific guest with us, Elmira Kenya, Business Development Manager at Easy Monetization. Elia, welcome to the show. How are you today? Thank you for inviting me to the podcast. <laughs> Great. So before we start, please uh, tell us more about yourself, uh, your career path in the industry and what Easy Monetization is about. Uh, so my name is Elmira Kenya. You could call me like Elia. So my work focuses on business development of the service of user monetization. We help the publishers or app owners to set up ad monetization and display in-app ads so they could generate additional revenue from the existing audience segment. Mm -hmm. And uh, what about your career? So I've been working in Yandex more than two years. So I started the career path in Yandex actually, and I was growth manager. So I was accounting the top publishers in the industry. That is why I have like the knowledge of how the big companies performing in this industry. And that is why I moved to the business development in order to develop the business of the easy monetization service. So judging from the activity of easy monetization, it's pretty obvious that we are going to dive deep into in-app advertising. And uh, we see that this industry keeps growing in scope and keeps developing. As for example, in Aptica, we see that the numbers of advertisers uh, and the applications uh, that actually uh, monetize uh, through advertising uh, keeps growing. Uh, in 2021, we had around uh, 15,000 uh, applications in 2022 around 32k if i'm not mistaken and in, in this year already we have more than 50,000 applications with um, uh, in-app advertising monetization integrated so and i believe that this number will be growing even uh, further so numbers here speak for themselves uh therefore do you feel this growth within easy monetization do you see this trend i totally agree with your opinion because in easy monetization we have like a very great number of connections with ad networks. Right now we see that the market of ad networks is also like growing as the number of apps who use like in-app advertisement uh, during this, this period of time. And when it comes to the demand, so each ad network is trying to increase the demand all over the world. For example, like two years ago we have the ad networks which was like f- focusing only on Asia, for example, region. But now we see that they want to increase the demand in not only in Asia, but in tier one countries. So uh, we see that the increasing in this area also based on ad network demand. When it comes to the figures, in 2022, the well ad spend is 66.8%. As far as I remember, when it comes to the App Store spend is already 33.2%. So, for example, when we see the example of Voodoo Ad and in-app purchases revenue right now, in 2023, we see that in-app purchases revenue of them is 2 million, while ad revenue is already 7 million. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the gap is huge here, 2 and 7. Yeah, so that's why I guess it's 
crucial to talk about in app advertising and just to keep a pulse on the industry because it keeps evolving and I guess it, it keeps uh, developing. Okay, so I believe that within Easy Monetization you work with various formats and uh, so based on your experience, what formats are better for what uh, app genres? Uh, so different app types have very and best performance formats. When it comes first of all to interstitial format or banner, so it feeds runners, hyper casual and utility now we see on our side that more than uh, 50% of the remuneration paid to partners by our ad network falls on this format because its formats really do work well and doesn't interrupt any user experience when, for example, users progress by step by step in the user their user journey. And for example, when users move to the next level of the game or switch from one content to another one, it's also the suitable one. Uh, when it comes to rewarded, it's the most uh, suitable uh, for strategy, shooters, and multiplayer game. So this ad format works for both end users and owners. Why? Because users like this format because the activity with this format is very gamified. So is, is the result in perks such as in-game currency, bonus, lives, and so on, besides the mechanic of the game. Besides, the user who gets one reward may return for another. Usually rewarded videos show some of the highest CPM rates on the gaming industry. When it comes to the apps outside of gaming, you can, for example, leverage rewarded ads for unlocking access to the content. It may be like music, articles, books, dating profile. When it comes to the banner and native, uh, it's feel the most suitable for news apps. So they're usually like placed on the bottom uh, on the top of the screen. They may be the most popular format right now, but banners are less intrusive, especially for the free apps. Banners are also are excellent for the uh, apps with a shorter user session. When it comes to the native, the last one, so it's organically matched to the content of the app, like mimicking in a little. For example, it's also very suitable for social media or, for example, news card, etc. Mm -hmm. And uh, what format is more profitable? So what figures do you see inside? So actually it uh, depends on the thematic of the game or, or the application. So when it comes, for example, to the game, so we see that the most profitable one because of the very high CPMs is the rewarded and inter interstitial one. But for example, when we see the uh, application, which is more about the social media on use, it will be for sure native or banner because of the session. Mm -hmm. So from my perspective, as we've mentioned several times, the interstitial, for me, it's uh, the intrusive one, because when I play the game or when I use the app and I see this interstitial uh, without the skip option, it really gets on my nerves. Uh, so how the apps, how the publishers can mitigate the risks uh, of the high churn and at the same time uh, ensure um, that the user experience isn't ruined by the app because I guess for them, profit and users are important uh, at the same level. So, yeah, it's actually a very good question. Uh, when our publisher go under the service of visualization, we always advise them to use like the cross uh, and the limit of time of like appearing the cross after two seconds, from two seconds till four. And actually, it's very important to know that each advertising network can exclude ad topics. So when it comes to the user experience, it also can, for example, increase the retention rate. And not only because you can like block the content 
which is not in the interest of your users. So but how do you follow the interest of the users? You have some uh, insider information. So this type of user likes uh, this type of content. First of all, it's very important to see the, and get the feedback from your audience. Please allow your users to express their preferences regarding the ads on your application and always look for the feedback on your store in order to understand if it suits your audience or not. So find the ways to integrate the ads with many formats with a minimal impact on user experience. So for example, in case it's a gameplay, uh, you can like use the rewarded ad because it's very interesting for the user. For example, in case it's a, the news and etc., you can use the banner native, which will be the most also suitable for this mechanic. Besides, I'll advise you to provide the opportunity to skip ads after the displayed for a specific time, two or four seconds. And the last one, I'd like to advise uh, to conduct always the testing with a different ad formats and types so you could determine which ad types perform best on your user base. Mm -hmm. Yeah, A-B testing is everything. Okay, so imagine I have the app uh, and I would like to monetize it. And the first thing uh, that I have in mind is in-app advertising and I want to uh, have some networks uh, integrated into the app. And uh, while thinking about that, I have so many challenges to uh, consider different SDK, uh, different problems with settings. And um, I want to avoid that. And I want to choose one network to cover my needs. Is it possible nowadays or one network isn't the option? Mm -hmm. Each indie publisher like faced with this issue in order to understand if it's okay to have a one SDK. And to tell the truth, this is one of the most common mistaken in the uh, area because owners connect a single one SDK ad network to their app and they expect the big revenue increasing. But you need to understand that the more networks you connect to your application, the higher competition in ad impression. So there is, uh, there will be like an increase in your ECPM then. Therefore, like the service, we recommend connecting multiplied networks or using even mediation platform. So the more net ad network you connect to your applications, then there is better. So you should have in mind the geography of your application, the formats, advertise the database and CPMs on each ad network. And based on this data, you need to understand what ad networks will be the most suitable for you on your application. But actually, there are a lot of figures you need to have in mind. And it also depends on the, the range of your application. So in case you have the medium-sized application, you need to consider the connecting more than four or even five SDKs. Mm -hmm, yes. Uh, yesterday, we had a webinar with UGC Ninja, and we were discussing also the uh, ad networks and the monetization strategies. And I checked the United States uh, market. And uh, if we take the top uh, 15 applications, on average, they have nine networks. So, and to talk uh, numbers and to be more specific, uh, what revenue growth uh, can I expect if I have several networks? I'd like to put your attention one more time that the number of, of ad networks depends on the size of your application. In case you have a small application with less than 1,000 uh, DAO, there is no need to connect nine SDKs. For example, if you have the application more than 10 uh, sounds DAO, so... Uh, it's, it's really an option to see and to dive into and understand if it really suits you. When it comes to the figures, actually, it's very difficult to understand how much 
uplift you can expect. But based on our data, we have our publishers who had, for example, an audience in Eastern Europe, and they have only one uh, network. And then we connected from five to six, as far as I remember, and the uplift was uh, up to 40% of revenue. When it comes to the ARPU, it was increased by like 90%. But it really depends on the project and the application. So judging from uh, your figures, it's worth it to have uh, several networks, at least two, three, if you have a small app. But what challenges uh, can I expect with the growing number of ad networks? What to keep in mind here? Using several SDKs leads you to main issues. For example, before like integrating the mediation and several ad networks, you need to understand what audience you have. For example, in case you have the audience from Eastern Europe or for Tier 1 or Asia, so each ad network has their own demand. A specific region. So before the um, adding the ad networks, you need to understand what ad networks has the demand. So after that, you need to connect the advertising network, which you like chosen before, continue them manually by installing the SDKs. Each uh, of the ad network has their own instruction, all rules and etc. cetera. Uh, then you need to log in into the, the interface to, to agree with their contract rules, fill out the payment details and to get like paid money separately by overcoming the payout the sharehold of each ad network. After that, the technical integration, you need always to see your performance. After two weeks of performance, you need to see what is uh, how your waterfall is going on. For example, some CPMs can be like should be changed. That is why each two weeks you need to optimize your waterfall positioning in the eCPMs floors. And actually, it's a big deal for publishers. So that's why I guess the publishers they need easy monetization to assist with all these steps because it's better to focus on the development of your app rather than on thinking about the optimization of the monetization strategy. So what specifically can you help with? What services do you provide? So yeah, exactly. So when the publisher is going on into the uh, ad monetization stuff and the setting the mediation at networks, like they face the many issues. As I said earlier, easy monetization is a service which can help owners to set up ad monetization and displaying ads to generate additional maximum even revenue from their audience. So our team will analyze your audience and based on the information about your application, our team will help you to maximize the revenue by waterfall positioning, bidding, adding and setting up all the stuff which is connected with the mediation system. So the second point is that we guide partners through all the process. So after the setting up the application and the partner, we help them to achieve the continuous revenue growth. So from our side, you'll have like two uh, service manager. First of all, we'll be focusing on like the main question about the statistics, data, payouts, and etc. When it comes to the second manager, it will be like the technical lead who will help you with all the question about the integration, the trying to find the growth points and etc the third point we help you to track the ad effectiveness and turn the settings on the waterfalls so we'll do all the optimization setting on our side so the regular payouts for example when you like do everything as a self-service you need to add each ad networks and then you'll have the payments separately from each ad networks. When you under the easy monetization service, we on our side aggregate all the payouts from all the connected ad networks and pay you ad revenue one per month. Uh, and three more points. 
uh, I suppose that it's very uh, important for each publisher. So you'll have the entry point, the single account on our interface. Besides, you'll have all the data sep which will be separate by monetizers, geography, ECPMs, uh, fill rate, ECPMs, revenue, and etc. We provide step-by-step -step instructions in, uh, while integrating our SDKs into your application. So you could quickly switch from your solution into our, and basically it reduces the time uh, for integration by two times. And I suppose that's all. That's not all. It's a lot, actually. So you can help with many issues uh, while setting up the networks and just uh, guiding through all these challenges that may arise for every publisher. Yeah, we're actually trying to be the part of the team of our publisher. So we always try to find the new points of growth based on formats like waterfall positioning, the settings, the floors, the CPMs, and etc. If uh, there, are, there is someone among our listeners who has an app and just hesitating with the in-app advertising strategies you now you know who is your main contact and uh, who can help you with all this um, uh, turmoil of in-app advertising so uh before we were discussing uh, the ad networks and the region so uh, do you have any numbers for example uh, what network in what region has uh, the biggest traffic now okay I'd like to start with the Eastern Europe. So first of all, it's Yandex at the Titan Network, Applevin, Admob, Unity Ads, and Wango. So it's the most performing and like the net networks that had which has the highest demand in this region. When it comes to the Asia, I will start with also Applevin, Admob, Bitmachine, and Unity Ads. So it's the most performing one in this region. And when it comes to the Middle East, so it's also Applevin, Admob, Unity Ads, and Bitmachine. But to tell the truth, we have the global players like Admob, Applevin, and etc. But uh, when you are trying like to find the points of growth, you need also to try many, many additional ad networks, which can help to boost the CPMs. Mm -hmm. So it's better not to neglect the local ones, the smaller ones, and not to rely solely on the great players like Applovin or Unity. Yeah. Yes, but in case your main point just to start monetizing your application by advertisement, you can really use like three top ad networks and that's all but in case you want to find the new ways for growing then you need also to try testing new ones mm -hmm. so yeah when it comes to the nap advertising uh, as from what i see there are many problems and many challenges and i believe there are many mistakes and uh, as you uh, manage the in-app advertising on a daily basis. Could you please share maybe some frequent mistakes that the publishers make so uh, some of our listeners could uh, learn from the mistakes of others and avoid them in the nearest future? Okay, yeah. You don't need to use the single advertising SDK, as I said before, in case you have... Um, the medium size of your application, you need to try testing the mediation system and then the several ad network, which will help you to increase your ECPMs and revenue then. The second point that you need like to uh, not to be ignoring the SDK updates, it's really important point because first of all, the developers from our size always fix any bugs they found during like the launching. Second, that we add new features which also can like boost your ECPMs and the revenue gain. 
the third one, it's very crucial that there are like common many rules of Google Play and App Stores. And in order to be compliant with these rules, SDKs also update the SDK version. And that is why it's really important to look through the updates points and then to update uh, the SDKs. So the third point, there is no need to catch too many ads because it's uh, very triggering the user, a customer journey. So that is why you need always try to test the number of ads. So please do uh, listen the feedback from your audience. So and the last one is uh, blocking too many ad categories. Uh, of course, it's for each publisher, it's very important to have the advertisement in your application would be the most suitable for your audience and their, uh, for example, age range. For example, in case you have uh, just a great number of adult or kids, for sure you need uh, to block cat- categories, which, for example, are 80 plus alcohol, and etc. But please do not block many uh, certain categories when you know that they are appropriate for your product audience because it also could decrease your ECPMs. Uh, yeah, there is this uh, fragile balance, I guess, between providing a good experience, good experience for your users and uh, making more money. So you need to keep this balance for sure. Um, okay, so... Um, this industry keeps growing, as we've uh, mentioned at the very beginning, but what to expect from uh, 2024, for example? What trends uh, to keep an eye on? Uh, what do you see currently? From our side, we see that our mobile alternative stores are really growing and they are like the drivers for this industry. Uh, when it comes to the current Android trends, from first of all, there are Android devices without Google Play, Huawei, for example. App developers really want to monetize their apps on other platforms because it's like the kind of alternative revenue they gain. And the third one, the hyper competition with the Google Play Store is, is in the market because 92% of apps uh, apps cannot get more than 10 uh, plus downloads. So the vendors are developing their uh, own app store like Samsung, Op, uh, Op Gallery, GetApp, Xiaomi. So in case you want like to try to diversify your revenue or you're trying to find the new points of growth, please pay attention on the alternative store. Its industry is really growing and I see that in the nearest future we'll see like the great results in alternative stores. Mm-hmm. And within easy monetization you support uh, uh, App Store, Google Play and other platforms? As well? Uh, yeah, so our service supports all the key alternative stores. First of all, GetApps, AppGallery, Amazon. So in case the publisher have uh, the application in an alternative store also, we can help them to gain the maximum revenue from the application which is published there. So we can help you uh, to use the three formats of banner, rewarded, interstitial. What else to expect? Also, developers have to install ads.txt. Actually, the developers have to install the app ads.txt file. Unfortunately, right now in the ad industry, it's not very like, it's unknown point and not very famous one. Uh, but it's really important to have the additional demand from the connected ad networks. So first of all, I need to say what is that. So app ads.txt file. App owners indicate the list of advertising network and their partners that can sell the placement in the app. Usually the ad uh, network have like their, their direct demand and also like additional demand. So it's like the combination, I mean, interconnection between uh, several networks, right? For example, if you have uh, a plugin in- installed, but this plugin can sell your demand to Vangle and for this connection, you need this uh, app ads.txt. Uh, yeah. And some DSP 
uh, networks use Apple TXT file to check with the advertising network if they are authorized. So such advertising network can display ads in the app and do not purchase ad impression if there is no Apple TXT file. Um while uh, you were explaining this uh, complex feature uh, i was thinking about uh, the fact or about um, i would say the strategy the publisher should adhere to for example i'm developing an app now and uh, i know that in the future i will monetize my uh, app through the advertising so should i think about the placements about the networks about all these features beforehand during the process of the app development or it's better Better to have an app ready and then just decide uh, with the paths you are going to take. So what's better here? It actually depends on the pattern of the publisher. Usually the publisher, you know, the, like before the um, launching the application, then they think about the unit, unit economy and they like expect that what percentage of their revenue will be like in-app purchases or ad monetization. And in order to test before like the launching, you need to integrate the some formats to think about this, what formats, what countries, what ECPMs, what networks it could be given to you. And then to start testing during the first uh, like two weeks before the launching. So I guess we, we've discussed a lot of points to uh, digest. If you have more questions about uh, monetization and in-app advertising, uh, I will leave the contacts of Elmira in the description box and you can get in touch via LinkedIn or email. So it's been uh, great having you on the show today. Ella, thanks for all the insights and all the data. You can follow Easy Monetization for more groundbreaking insights and, of course, Aptica. Uh, we have several reports uh, on the way and uh, make sure to follow the podcast to get other episodes with more experts. So thank you, Elmira, one more time for being with us today. Thank you. So in case you have any questions and doubts, issues, anyway, you could text me on the LinkedIn. I will try to help you so you could uh, get the maximum revenue from your application. To find out more about Aptica and its products, please visit the website aptica.com. Do not miss the next episodes by following us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any other major platforms. We would appreciate your feedback to make our podcast even more insightful for the industry. Thank you for listening.